Chelsea are mounting their way to the Champions League semis and a 3-2 thriller in Germany. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, the 8th of April. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Addy Brassel. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Welcome along, you lovely lot, on this Thursday. I, I feel feel really excited after watching the football last night. Two brilliant games. I was double screening it, boys. Yeah, it was. Me too. It was a brilliant Champions League Wasn't week. Wasn't it? Mm. I thought. I thought just last night, I mean, the whole week itself, I was mm. at the City game on, on Tuesday. And then Asking last Pep night. the big to, questions. I know, Whoa, hello. I know. First time interviewing Pep Guardiola. I thought he was actually really nice. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you get a nice intense stare off him? At the start, yes. And then I, I think he warmed into it Trying after that. Trying to figure that. you out. Right. <laughs> I know, 100%. I think it got to like the second question in and I thought, oh, he's actually being really nice now. And it was, it was lovely. It was very nice. nice. And I interviewed Kevin De Bruyne as well. So on on the night, I got to interview the best, one of the best players in the world, one of the best managers in the world on the same night. It was quite Was something. Was De Bruyne still holding the pen? Uh, no, he wasn't. What's the right. pen? What do us the well, pen after thing? he just signed his contract because oh, they, they right, announced okay. that, yes, didn't they? Straight course, after. I wish I knew about that. Otherwise, I would have obviously asked him about that in the interview. But... It would have been helpful if he'd have been. Yeah, still... I know, because then he would have given a bit of a clue, Holding wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I have just signed a contract. <laughs> I, do, I, 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 I hear so. He I hear so little of Kevin De Bruyne, but it always goes back to I can't remember which footballer he was with, uh, but he was trying to take a little Instagram picture, uh, and he goes, uh, "Say something! It is a video," <laughs> and it's just a what he's got. Had a wonderful way of delivering it, and I just always think of him as a, 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 a that 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 porky joke. Teenager kid who's in the school at the Sim- in the Simpsons. <laughs> you have made him actually sound a bit like oh, who, am I, who am I thinking of? Oh, it's gone. Oh, <laughs> we'll remember, we'll remember by the end if it comes to you. Um, yeah, no, good fun. What a mm. week. Um, last night as well. So I had uh, double screens on Bayern Munich PSG on the telly, Chelsea Porto on the iPad. Mm. And I looked down at the exact right moment to the iPad to see Mason Mount's goal. And what a a turn Mm. and a finish that was. Chelsea beating Porto by two goals to nil. Chilwell getting the second late on in the game. Look, I mean, from from what I saw of the match, I don't think it was as good as the Bayern Munich PSG game. Not possible. The the weather was better. Yeah, the weather (laughs) was a little bit better. Uh, But what a goal that was from Mason Mount, eh? It was, and they needed it because uh, Porto really good. Mm. really good and I, I knew they would make it tough for Chelsea I don't think Chelsea realised quite how tough it had been and at 1-0 it kind of would have like you know it, w- it would have been considered a good away performance in the in the Champions League even though both teams were away obviously um, but it's such a weird situation isn't it when you're playing two games at the same stadium but in one of them you know <laughs> if we concede a goal in yeah. this we're we're buggered, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's strange. This obviously the away goals is for me. It's one of my favourite things about the Champions League because I love that added drama that it gives going into the second leg if the team play at home. For example, with Real Madrid and Liverpool mm. next week, you'd still give Liverpool a chance had there been a full stadium at Anfield, perhaps. But anyways, that's another story. But I do think that playing in neutral grounds it just adds 
it's just not quite the same, is it? No, yeah, definitely true. And I think with this match, I mean, I know that you can say that you can score too early, but I think um, it was the worst news for Potter for them mm. for, for Jessica score uh, at that time because it's just just what they needed, really. And, and I thought Potter kind of spent a lot of time. They didn't change things uh, in any kind of time at all. I think their first set of substitutions was on like the eighty third minute or something. Mm. It just it just seemed like they, they they thought they would sort of get something out of the game. But look, Rudiger played very well. I think you should chin Kepper every single week. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what they need, really. But yeah. I'd... Christian Gross, that's who you made Kevin De Bruyne Thank sound like. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I knew you'd get there eventually, There's tube Andy. ticket. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you remember when he arrived at Tottenham and he wanted to prove that <laughs> oh, he was that's right. yes, one yes, of the yes, boys? Yes, yes. So he waved his little tube ticket, <laughs> which obviously was begging to be thrown back in his face five months later. <laughs> Tell everyone the story, Andy, in case they don't know it then. Oh, well, when, when he arrived at Tottenham, Christian Gross, in the late 90s, he sort of uh, <laughs> held up this tube ticket and he's like, oh, yes, I'm... I'm one of you. I made my way here, not just because there was traffic, because I wanted to experience <laughs> it like you. Do you remember when Rihanna was spotted on the tube? Oh, they always do that to, yeah, the, to the Brits, they don't they? On the O2, to the O2, they get on the Jubilee line. Jesse did it, I think, as oh, well. Really? Quite, yeah, it, 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 it was very, very. But then you'd got like you'd get like a raft of like quite underwhelming bands, like <laughs> the Kooks level bands, kind of doing. It's like nobody gives a shit. You would take the tube anyway, lads. <laughs> Rihanna taking the tube is a story. Even if it was the Met, not the Jubilee line, you would be <laughs> using it. But Jay Z um, took took the um, subway to his, his gig at Madison Square Garden as well, didn't he? Didn't it? I wasn't that? Wasn't there a, an old lady started chatting to him and started yes. saying, started saying. So who are you then? Oh, I love <laughs> and he was that. going, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a singer, I'm a rapper. So he's going, oh, have I heard of anything? No, probably not. To be honest. <laughs> it's just very, very sweet. Why didn't you go in the carriage where the air conditioning isn't bust? <laughs> I, uh, one of my favourite Brighton stories is uh, the year we got promoted on that game. All of the, well, not all of them, but most of the Brighton team all got on the train into town straight mm. from the stadium and was like partying with all of the fans on the train on the way down there like proper boozed up just like <laughs> going for it like it was a night out with the lads I, I, it was oh, amazing that, that's, it that's, was that's so brilliant. good that's brilliant when so the players good. get stuck in I mean yeah. talking of traffic jams when Dortmund won the title for the first time under Klopp in 2011 uh, Nevin Subotic, who lived in quite a studenty area, he was going back home and everyone was out in the street. <laughs> so there's this video of him thinking, well, there's no point really. I'm not going anywhere. And he just like stood on a car and took his shirt off and started twirling <laughs> around his head. Amazing. <laughs> it just takes you back to when footballers seemed like humans. Oh, it? <laughs> yes, yes. And when you could actually get on trains and be next to people and... Yes, the, yeah, there is. Uh, the, that said, though, the, drunk this morning on the train, it was very, very busy. So I imagine things will be returning to normal sooner rather than later. Let's hope so. Let's Pubs hope so. next week, lads. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Pub gardens in the snow. <laughs> going to be sat there like shivering. <laughs> we earned this. <laughs> uh, but back to Chelsea then. Um, I mean, what a player Mason Mount has been this season. He's mm. just been, surprisingly for me, Chelsea's best player. I, I always thought he's he's quality, but particularly even when Frank Lampard got sacked and moved on, I did wonder what it meant for Mason Mount, but he's actually, for me, almost gone on to another level. And in this season alone, he's been able to score goals for his club and country in the Premier League, the Nations League, the FA Cup, World Cup qualifying, and now in the Champions League as well. I mean, what a season for him. It really is, but he's the player that Tuchel always wanted. And I don't want to do all my Dortmund mentions before OTC later, but 
Um, when he was at Dortmund, he wanted to get a player that at least stylistically is quite similar called Oliver Torres. And Sven Mislintat said, no, we're getting Mario Goetze. And that's why they badly fell out and Mislintat ends up going to Arsenal eventually. So really, I, it was it was always set up as a, well, he's a young Englishman, so he's one of Lampard's boys. Yeah. He, he's one of anyone's boys. Because mm. he, he's so good. He's so intelligent. He's so adaptable. He can do so many different things. He can knit the game together deeper in the pitch. He can pop up and score a, an important goal like that. One of the things I love about him, Pete, is just how much he you can tell he cares like yeah. how much he actually goes out on the pitch and he will work until the minute he's either taken off or the final whistle is but gone if you've got that kind of play it's one less thing you have to worry about as a mm. manager I mean Tuchel at the moment is peacemakering left right centre in, in the tunnel and in the, in the dressing room so he doesn't want he doesn't need to worry about having that creative player who works really hard and, and grafts for the team I, I, I'm he's just been such a standout performer this season I've really enjoyed uh, his football I'm, just I'm sure he has too yeah I'm sure he has too I just, I'm just delighted for him because he's Seems like such a nice lad as well. And um, fingers crossed, all good. He'll be one of the first names on the team sheet for the Euros this summer as well. Um, in terms of Porto, Andy, do you give them much of a chance in the second leg? No, not really. No. Uh, having conceded that result. I mean, they should have a chance based on their performance. And it was funny. I, I kind of felt that Chelsea were a little bit fragile after what happened at West Brom at the, the mm. weekend. I mean, Pete's absolutely right. The, main, the, the Mount goal was absolutely... At the right time. Um, I mean, obviously in, in Portugal, they might have slightly over-egged it and said that, you know, Porto really had Chelsea under the pump. I think that's maybe taking it a bit far, but that, they, they were the better team for, for quite big spells of it. Mm. And I just feel that this result is really useful for Chelsea to get back on track. I mean, mm. they needed a bit of under-par finishing to, to, to get their clean sheet. But, you know, that's what it's like in the back end of the Champions League. Chelsea do have those players of a slightly better quality and that's what's made up for the, the, the gap in terms of form, I think, with Chelsea coming into it not, not at their best. Um, do you reckon uh, Big Sam will claim that this brilliant result <laughs> is all it, down yeah. to him because of Definitely. the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Concede five, go on and keep a clean sheet. It, I mean, I mean, their defence, that's why it made that result at the weekend even more surprising. And yes, of course, they were down to 10 men, so that had a big part to play in it but their defence has been so good since Tuchel has come in mm. they'd only conceded two goals up until that West Brom game and the entire time Tuchel had been in charge and but I it's think... like Pete said no Rudiger no party yeah <laughs> well, they, well but they are I think they have to simply because their their um, front players are kind of misfiring at the moment you do sort of fear I mean they're probably going to play Madrid in, in, in the next round and you just sort of think well <sighs> What's what state is that? Are they going to sort of turn up? What what Chelsea are going to turn up against that against that team? I would suggest it will be the end of the road in the, in the next round. But who's who's to say? Andy, you actually tipped them mm, way back did, in October. Yeah. Back in October, after the Krasnodar game, you actually said then that you reckon they could go all the way. And I think quite a few people were like, "What? Proved them wrong now, haven't well, you?" I, I just I just think. I said then, if they can defend properly, yeah. they've got a chance because they've got so many options off the mm. bench. And, and, and like Pete says, it just covers various lapses in form. I mean, you'll, you'll have a moment where Havertz steps up, steps up. You'll maybe have a moment where Tammy Abraham steps up. They've got so much quality in the front part of the team that mm. I, I think it covers a multitude of sins. And, you know, I think people sometimes think you, you have to be playing the best footballer you have to be the best team to win the Champions League you don't it's a cup competition mm. did anyone see uh, Thomas Tuchel's interview on BT at the end he kept sort of like 
looking away. Like he was not interested in answering. <laughs> the question. He just kept going, yeah, I'm looking over here now. Yeah. He's COVID right. compliant. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned about um, Porto and you're surprised at how late they made their substitutions. Mm. A lot of time though for Sergio Concesal bringing on his son onto the pitch as one of his substitutes, Francisco Concesal. Tiny ties. little chap, tiny, like an iPhone. The new one is smaller <laughs> than the last. I haven't seen the new iPhone yet. Is it small? Well, don't phones generally get smaller as they as they as I they kind like of go? I feel like they're getting bigger yeah, again now. Yeah, we went True, through yeah. a phase where yeah. they, they like fullback. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> then they got bigger. Are they going back back the other way now? Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, sorry, I, I I didn't mean iPhones. I meant uh, microwaves. Are microwaves getting smaller? I don't know what's getting smaller. Well, uh, me. Yes, <laughs> juice gets smaller. Pete, I wouldn't worry about it because I use lots of antiquated references as well. So I would say Francisco Concesao is very much like one of those little red Nokia's. Yes, that were very yeah, they get yeah they in got the first part smaller, of the, yes. the, the, the the century. You know, I, th- I think it could <laughs> fit into your sort of Hoxton type jeans. Yes, exactly. With with, with no problem at all. He, he's he's going to be amazing. Really, he's, he's going to be amazing. He only made his debut in in, in February, but. He's just so irresistibly good. They call him um, the, the, messy, the, the, messy, the, the messy of Olival, which is their, their <laughs> training ground, because all left foot, really quick, loves to dribble around players, make stuff happen. I mean, he's got more natural talent than his dad. I don't think he's or his two as... brothers. <laughs> I, 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 think I think one of them plays with Benfica, doesn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. he's he's the fourth of five. Jeez so he's, he, he's He's the second youngest. Would his brother be like the Samsung Flip then? <laughs> so no one wants that. No, no it would be the uh, Nokia shell phone that's like a shell. Or the Nokia N-Gage that what? you could play Tomb Raider on. What happened to Blackberries? They're, they're still around. Are they? I may have bought uh, £20 worth of stock in them in my little stock uh, app. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. If I saw someone with a Blackberry now, I'd be like... What do you use that for? <laughs> Remember BBM Messenger? That was all the rage at one stage. I saw the London Riot's got a plan. Remember? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny actually. They was they were, they were saying on um, I think it was ESPN in in something I read uh, earlier last year. There were two very prolific NBA general managers because obviously you've got to make all your deals on WhatsApp these mm. days. Who finally retired their their Blackberries last year? Oh yeah, uh, look, and it was it was like a. Big that, they've thing gone for them. long on that. Yeah. But if you've got, if you've got, I mean, we're not talking about the big blue ones that were no, like no, a, no. almost like a full keyboard, like the black, the black kind of like yeah. curves yeah, yeah. or whatever they're called. Mm. Um, they, they were decent. I loved it. Yeah, I love my little uh, quirky full, keyboard. Full keyboard. Full keyboard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Obama had to um, when he came in to power. He was he he always had his BlackBerry because they were very big at the time, but. They weren't compliant with the security needs of being the president of the free world, and so they had to remove. He was allowed to keep his BlackBerry, but they had to remove the camera, the microphone, every part of it that actually functioned like a modern smartphone. Wow! So what did he have to do? A Jack Bauer and go get me a secure line. Get me, yeah, exactly, yeah. Brilliant. There we go. Well, anyways, um, back to football. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well done to Chelsea. Um, They look as though they've got one foot into the semi-finals. The, the the better game last night though. Oh my god, what a what a game this was. Put the snow in it as well, and it was just <laughs> yes. amazing to watch. PSG beating Bayern Munich by three goals to two. And of course, heading into the game, the big team news was that Lewandowski's injured, not able to play, and will probably miss the second leg as well, which is a real blow for them. So I was really intrigued to see how it would pan out. But to get an early goal, as early as they did PSG, and obviously being away from home massive three away goals is huge but that Mbappe first goal 
feel like it was one of the nights for Mbappe where he just looked unbelievable. This was like a FIFA game. This is like <laughs> when you mm. play FIFA and you sit there and it's just end to end shots yeah. all over the pitch. I think Bayern Munich had like 31 shots at goal. He actually yeah. only had seven, but they managed to score three away goals. It was amazing. And Mbappe is just so good to watch. He just, when he gets the ball, he just runs at the goal. You know, a lot of players, they get the ball when they're quick. They run down the channels. Mm literally just runs oh, directly it, it, at the goal it, and it's frightening it, it, and it looks like gravity affects him like 20% less and his brain is 20% less foggy and it's just the clarity of thought that he has it's wonderful what a player and he's kind of teasing the English audience by speaking excellent English really, I know. on the post-match as well it was a cheeky interview wasn't it yeah <laughs> I thought. yeah it, 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 was, it was very good but I, I mean I don't think you can... He's already past the point where you can compare him to other players, I think. He's already his own guy. But when you're talking about that that pace, Pete, the effortlessness of mm. how quickly he runs reminds me of Thierry Henry. Yes. Yeah, you oh know, yeah, he's it, just it, class, It never it? looked yeah. as if Henry was popping a bollock, did it? No. And he was absolutely <laughs> flying without seemingly he making... He skated around, effort. didn't he? But I'm, yeah. look, even like with a hat full of away goals, I've never been more sure of Bayern going through. It's just... <laughs> it's just Navas was under siege uh, in, in, in very poor conditions and he, and he obviously had an excellent game. Will he have such an excellent game? The, the amount... You sort of think about that play, you sort of think how much he has elevated that side. To, to, from quite a middling championship, mm. Champions League uh, a team to actually being contenders for for, for the thing, but I hundred percent like people overlook that he's one of the absolute best goalkeepers in the world. Yeah. People overlook that all the time. It's the most successful and hardy performance I've seen in the snow since <laughs> Luke Skywalker was saved by Han Solo <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back. I almost expected him to like drag Marquinhos back into the pitch, cut him open with a lightsaber <laughs> and him. stuff Neymar in there. <laughs> uh, there was an amazing image of um, Thomas Muller um, when he missed a chance at the end, just sprawled out on his back, just letting the snow cover uh, him. It was it iconic, was, wasn't uh, it? Such a good image. <laughs> Make it look like he was about to do a snow angel. Yeah, just giving it, giving it one of them. But um, I mean, what a game it was. And, and as you say, an impressive performance from the PSG goalkeeper as well. Um, one thing that did amuse me is uh, true promoting, obviously playing up top four. But Say it not, properly. Not that, not that. <laughs> Say it properly. Mart- Martin Keown calling him everything other than true promoting throughout the match. Chupa uh, Mota and Chopper Mota. The old Chopper Mota. <laughs> the other Chopper Mota. Mota in around. He, he was also going on, I think, uh, near the end of the match that he uh, he would, if he was had a bleeding head wound, he would insist on being um, seen to and, and patched up on the field. Good morning. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? Mate? I miss that. <laughs> I like the fact that uh, JT John Terry, I think, is also quite involved as well, saying that BT shouldn't have the coverage anymore because of Martin Keon. But I think that's more... That's out of order, John. I know, right? This is Joe's bread and butter, meat and potatoes. <laughs> but um, but uh, I think that's more to do with... He doesn't get all savage, does he, JT? Is it, didn't they have no, a they, long, long they, they pitch no. battle? Fascinating. Yeah. I love it. It's I'm like still, Game I'm of st- Thrones. I'm still thinking about Thomas Muller being patched up on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get some snow on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Don't snowball. eat the red snow. Pat it down. You know, you make you make it quite like no, you make it nice and stiff that bit of snow. Just yeah. Patch it on the back there. <laughs> Slap a bit on. Done deal. Yeah, Bye. sorted. I always see whenever um, players. Whenever I'm in surgery, I think. <laughs> Why not freestyle this one? I'll just put soil in this wound. See what happens. Uh, I've never liked the idea of those steri strips. You know, to like right. fill a wound. How does it work? What do you mean? As in, so like, what do they do? Just you know, kind like, of like pop you know, a. They just put 
something on it, don't they? Mm. It's like it's not stitched up. No. Just, like, don't they Vaseline it until the end yeah, of the end of, of the thing and then put it? How is that? safe <laughs> <laughs> well Neville Southall I, was, I always used to have like clumps of it on his head never <laughs> never did him any harm did it <laughs> oh god um, look Andy you're going to do a full proper analysis of the game rather than me and Pete just talk about filling wounds with snow <laughs> <laughs> well you've stolen all my um, material now so I'm going to have to unfortunately on, uh, on the continent that's uh, coming up a bit later isn't it yeah that's right uh, we'll be talking about that we'll be talking about Real Madrid and is Zidane underrated um, we've got Nicky Bandini with us as well today. So we'll be talking about the big Juventus-Napoli game from last night, which you might have missed because it was directly before the, um, the the Champions League game because ah. they couldn't clash. Little brief, tell us what happened very briefly. Um, uh, Ronaldo scored and Juventus won. But there's more to it than That's that. That's it. That's it. <laughs> when is Nicky bringing in her dog? That's a good question. When are you because... bringing in your dog? Oh, good point, actually. Answer the hey, question. Hey, Joe, when are you bringing your dog? Uh, you know what? I was very close to bringing him in today. Yes. I was very close. Uh, the thing is, he just won't sit still. I, uh, you know put what? Him on the, put him in the fourth chair. Before I left the house, I put on YouTube on the TV. Um, it's called TV for Dogs on YouTube. <laughs> I thought, oh, I haven't seen this one before. It's called Fun in the Forest. Oh. <laughs> few little tweeting birds basically just like landing on something and picking up a bit of food and flying off ah. he was gripped really does he not, does he not bark at, at uh, birds he does in the garden but yeah. for some reason on the telly he was just Pete he was his eyes were fixated he was just looking and and just like just staring at it and <laughs> just like what is this. this I honestly I'm expecting to get home and him still be sat there just staring at the TV and have not moved. He'll have he 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 written a blog about it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, lots to look forward to on the continent a little bit later. A full uh, analysis of last night's matches mm. and the rest of this week's games as well. So we've got that to look forward to with Andy and the team. We're going to take a break. We've got more to come after this. Gleeson has the ball and dims it in towards the penalty area. Brennan Camp does a very good job there of holding Mycock, Maycock rather. <laughs> oh my God, every time. Oh, dear. oh, that really does get to me every time. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It is Jules, Pete and Andy here with you. It's time for your email. So let's have a little listen to Joe Horsey's Sea Shanty again. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. Yes, Joe. <laughs> I like it a lot. Ah, it had a good run. I mean, I, I, I think I think that song will come into its own when once maybe we invite Joe to uh Make Pete walk the plank <laughs> into the Grand Union get, Canal. Get me in the brig. <laughs> Love that one, Joe. Uh, so, yeah, get your emails into us. Show at footballramble.com. Any more jingles? Send them in and tweet us at footballramble. Got an email, Jules, from a man called Ian, and he, spend, uh, he spells his name uh, the... I do enjoy the Ian. Oh, the extra I. Ian. The I extra, do enjoy that, What's yeah. the purpose of the extra I? Just hanging out. Mm. It's like the iPad. Double I. It's just a pad, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Ian Every, uh, whilst listening to talk of Pardew's dance shame on Tuesday, I realised that I couldn't picture Alan Pardew in my head at all. I follow football mostly by audio, so I haven't seen his face since he left the baggies. Every time I tried, I could only see Graham Potter or Mick <laughs> McCarthy. This, of course, had me wondering if Pardew is actually a fairly accurate combination of the two. <laughs> I mean, Alan Pardew's very much like... 
imagine like an Entourage DVD running for Senate Republican, like the caucus or something. Yes, yes. Um, Chris Sutton. uh, Does Chris Sutton, amalgamated with Gareth Bale, with tongue hanging loosely in his mouth, produce Matthew Letizia, for example? If you merge Harry and Jamie Redknapp, do you get Ancelotti? (laughs) Does Taylor plus Clough equal Bielsa? (laughs) I mean, he's kind of got a point with all of them, but I'm struggling with the last one particularly and the Harry and Jamie, but I can't. I can actually see the Graham Potter and Mick McCarthy thing for, mm. for old Pard. Yeah, I'd have that. Like, I would have that. Yeah, yeah, pos- pos- possibly. I thought that the underlying suggestion of that is there is a certain class of head coach or manager that's a bit like, you know what you used to get in indie rock in the late 90s where you'd have sleeper blokes. Yes. You know, the, 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 people who are, mass. The, the people who are not the singer... Yeah. And you've no idea who they are <laughs> or what they look like. Think of trying to name the other people out of Coldplay who are not Chris Martin. Oh, no idea. Yeah. If you do know the other people out of Coldplay who are not Chris he Martin, even the one who went out with Helena Christensen, we're not interested. <laughs> so don't email show at footballramble.com about it. <laughs> I like playing the game where uh, whenever I'm watching a football match or something, where I try and um, imagine the player having a normal job that's not football and what they would do. Right, okay, So yeah. if we go off these guys, these managers that Ian's mentioned, Graham Potter, he'd be a PE teacher for me. Yes, absolutely. De- looks like a PE teacher. Mm. Do you know e- what I mean? Even though he's so keen on golf, I think Gareth Bale would be a better professional snooker player. I can yes, see him like wearing cereal suit. waistcoats. 100%. Mm. I can see that. Pardew, estate agent. 100% estate agent. Handy. Very much an estate agent. Mick McCarthy, plumber. <laughs> yeah, I'd have that. You can see him turning up. Your pipes All are right, fucked. love. Yeah. All right, love. I'll sort your pipes out. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Andy, what have you got for us? Uh, I've got one from Sam Hawkins. It says, I'd just like to back the well respected pundit and guest of the football ramble, <laughs> Mr. Guess. Pete Donaldson, oh. as the new manager of Newcastle. Oh. Mainly because I'm intrigued to see what shenanigans unfold on his infamous Wikipedia page. Is he still banned from St. James's Park for launching? a daring pitch invasion I've, I've said it before my, my um, father-in-law genuinely asked me uh, uh, genuinely sort of pronounced uh, during like a Christmas get-together said because uh, obviously you were you were banned from St. James's Park for running on the pitch <laughs> and I was like no th- anyone can edit that <laughs> I didn't start my career in Coronation Street <laughs> I actually I've, I've, I've had a little check on your Wikipedia page All right, this okay. morning Pete that's no longer in there so someone's, oh, good. someone's okay. taken it out um, I do like this bit, though. In August 2014, Donaldson founded podcast production company Stakhanov Industries alongside Ooh. fellow rambler Luke Moore and Jonathan Lord Ramble Teague. I yeah. have to say, I'm disappointed at the accuracy of some of the stuff on your Wikipedia page. <laughs> I know, right? It's a bit too, no- it's a bit too normal. I said I was going to QA recently. It just changes every few days. I'm, and if I were, had a slightly bigger ego, I would be on it and changing it back. But... <laughs> <laughs> What's the first thing you do if you were Newcastle manager, though, according to uh, Sam's email? Oh, I've said it before. Look, those Sports Direct kind of like um, uh, sort of uh, Bangkok kind of like go-go bar kind of entrance thing that they've got going yeah. on. That'd go. That'd be out there. And I'd probably um, probably spend some money on the, on the training pitch, to be honest. <laughs> the training yeah, facilities are free. There you very go. Sensible. Pete is, Pete More is, sensible. Pete is really a GM at heart, isn't he? Yeah. A general manager yeah. rather, than a, I feel rather like, than a head coach. I feel like ever since that MSN news story last week, you've become 
very sensible. More thoughtful, you yeah, really yeah, correct, yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, there's, there's a chance, Pete, because um, apparently American billionaire and former Roma owner James Pilotta signalled his interest <laughs> yeah. in buying your beloved Newcastle. He By said, just saying um, the word Newcastle. And, <laughs> <laughs> he said they're an interesting team with a great fan base. Is that a good enough reason to buy a club? They're certainly interesting, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> also, Horncastle knows him, so he could introduce you. Does he? Horncastle really? wrote the piece, yeah, very yeah. interesting. Okay, so you could, we could get a little uh, ramble meets going on. Go on. I'll quiz him on, on his knowledge about Shaw Ramiobi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely, I love that. Um, right, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble if you want to get in touch. Lovely old job. Right, it's time for this. I prefer to kill him. I prefer to kill him. It's time for Pop Mantio, Pop Mantonio Conte. Even you can't say it. Jules, if you've been listening to the ramble, I can never say it. (laughs) Pop Mantonio Conte. Two footballers glued together. Jules, I don't think you've ever played before, have you? I've played once before and I was absolute shite. Well, that seems to be how everybody else is dealing with the situation, to be quite frank. Pretty much. We've got clues from Simon Hudson. Thanks, Hudson. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. All right, then. I am a Spanish player nicknamed El Illusionista and El Cerebro, the brain. I am an Argentinian international who has played for both Real Madrid and Inter Milan, and I made a surprise move to a newly promoted team in the Premier League in 2014. Your time starts now. El Illusionista. Mm. I've never heard that nickname. Andres Iniesta Ban Cambiaso. Oh! In there, lovely old job, Hang fantastic on a work. I don't even, I don't even get it. Explain. Go again. Andres Iniesta is El Cerebro. I've worked out, but um, Esteban Cambiaso is the other one. Wow, that's not bad, eh? That is not bad. That is top draw from Brussels. It's not ideal, Jules, that you're up against Andy no, Brussels. I mean, you, you, you can remember. I didn't realise. I didn't even think it was a competition. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's nice to be here. Just isn't enjoying it. it. All right, here's our second of two. Go on. And it's a stinker. <laughs> We're oh, going to get great. it. All right. I finished the, uh, let me just get my audio up. Uh, I finished the 18-19 league earned season with 22 goals and 11 assists, second only to PSG's Mbappe and was named in the UNFP team of the year. I won the Premier League with Arsenal in 01, 02 and 03, 04. I think this is wrong, but I'm going to have a guess. Go on. I haven't got a clue. Is it Memphis the Pie Trick Vieira? And just going over the top of KDB there. Incorrect! Incorrect. Andy Brassel. Incorrect. Was one of them correct? Uh, Give us the footballers again. Um, Memphis the Pie and Kevin De Bruyne. No, neither. Memphis the Pie and Patrick Vieira. Oh, sorry, Patrick Vieira. No, neither were correct. It was (laughs) (laughs) Nicolas Pepedou. <laughs> Nicholas Pepin, Nicholas Pepin, and Edu. There we go. Pepe Du. Pepe du. Wow. Does that, that work? I'd have that never works, got isn't that? It? it sort of works. Yeah. But no, <laughs> no Doesn't work for you. I mean, I'm I'm just surprised Nicholas Pepe was second top goal scorer in league one. Yeah. Well. Let's hope the clues are right because it was submitted by someone else that wasn't me. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you to whoever put that in. Um, there'll be more Pop Antonio Conte. Very soon indeed. I prefer to kill him. <laughs> I was waiting for another. No. I was waiting for the end jingle. You just did it live. Oh, wonderful stuff. Uh, so you know we were just talking about uh, the potential Newcastle 
new buyer. Um, look, there has been a bit of takeover galore because this Ipswich takeover went through yesterday. And Derby also look like they're about to change hands to Eric Alonso. Um, now, Eric Alonso claims he's a world champion boxer on his LinkedIn page. Um, he's actually only had five bouts. So oh, knockouts. Sure oh, knockouts, though. Does, does That's that, pretty good, does isn't that it? count? Heavyweight's not what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd fit in the heavyweight uh, division looking at his abs. It oh, would, he's, uh, he, he's, he's a skinny lad. It would slightly worry me if the new owner of my club was uh, writing stuff like that on his LinkedIn page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit worrying, isn't it? Look, as long as, as, long as he's passed that fit and proper person's test, etc. He's, he's 29 years old. You see, look, I, 29. Sunderland have got a young yeah, premier. Oh, yeah, Louis Dreyfus as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whenever um, you talk about potentially people making stuff up who are new <laughs> managers, of uh, new uh, owners of football clubs, I'm reminded of Michael Knighton doing keepy-uppies in front of the Stretford end at Old, <laughs> Old Trafford. It's <laughs> lovely. He's like, I had a super time, I had a lovely day. <laughs> Turns out I don't have enough money to buy Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a good way of getting the mascot package without paying for it. <laughs> true, Just say you've got the money. And, and look, every and certainly the, the younger end of the kind of people with a load of cash, they're all on flex all the time. They're always taking picture of the, pictures of themselves yeah. uh, out, uh, like next to um, private jets that they, 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 they're not even renting. They're just, they've just sneaked onto the mm. airfield and taken a picture and stuff everyone's on flex everyone's pretending to be something that they're not so who cares so are you saying it's, the cash. you're saying it's like when for example um, a production team are interviewing a boxer and they're obliged to get a selfie afterwards with them all and you've always got you've always got like sort of say a Tyson Fury for example <laughs> and you know you, you'll have your skinny lads out of production <laughs> going have some of that. The, the amazing thing about that is that it happens in no, in no other sport. You don't see like footballers taking a photo and they're like that halfway through a kick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like only boxing. Golfers, yeah. you don't take photos like that. I, I, I would love that. If I if I had a, a selfie with Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'd be taking a throw-in. <laughs> we good. Oh, excellent stuff. Um, uh, on Eric Alonso as well, um, the new potential owner of Derby. He was also an advisor at Sheffield Wednesday to Jeff von Shanziri, who was second bottom of the championship. And you know, that's, I mean, I don't know if this is like the best omen for Derby. I know that they're struggling <laughs> as well this season, but yeah, is that Sheffield Wednesday? Who? Well, it's not just about them being second bottom of the championship. It's they did about have them. Deduction, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. after some. A book chicanery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the best way of putting it? I'd say that's a good <laughs> it's way of the legal it. way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way of the old book chicanery. <laughs> oh, but but they did make their own kit though, so very enterprising. Mm. Yes, that is true. That is very true. But yeah. I, I mean, I I hope for Derby fans' sake um, that this all gets sorted soon yeah. because it's been a really tough season for them. It has been waiting for this, I, 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 like a lot of clubs. To be honest, just waiting for for the takeover to happen and and, and excuses just get excuses and excuses just happen and everything gets kicked into the long grass and it's uh, it, it's a shame such a, a storied club mm. I can't believe we've missed this will he be fighting Wayne Rooney <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think Wayne Rooney's been knocked out about five times he's had five title <laughs> title matches and he's got sparked out every time I wonder what he? it says on his LinkedIn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, speaking of Wayne Rooney, his former club Manchester United in action tonight in the Europa League. And they've got a a pretty favourable tie. Andy, you can probably tell us a lot more about Granada and their potential uh, possibilities of them getting through this tie. I mean, they're a bit of a Cinderella story this year, aren't they? It's amazing Mm. um, because it's their first ever season in Europe. 
they've played an incredible amount of games because they started in the second qualifying round, having mm. qualified um, by finishing seventh in the final game of last season. And our players say they're knackered. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about a club that's got, what, probably about an eighth of the budget at a you know large estimate of the, the poorest team in the Premier League. Kennedy. Wow. They've got Kennedy, though. They do have Kennedy. Still on loan from Chelsea at 25. <laughs> they have Roberto Soldado as well. Oh, nice. Who, together with Jorge Molina, makes up a strike partnership that is um, jointly 73, nearly 74 years old. No way. Because Molina told, <laughs> turns insane. 39 in a week or two. Mm. Wow. That is like oh, the polar opposite of what we saw at Dortmund the other day when um, Terzic decided to play Knauf, who's 19, and then Jude Bellingham. So the two of them linking up on that side of the pitch, what's that combined age of 19 and 17? It's like, it's, it's nuts. I love it? the way you've thumbed the maths over to me. Yeah, there, I just, I just <laughs> nice. you, Andy, you do the maths. What is it? 10, 36. No, what, but t- together... They're, they're younger than Roberto Soldado. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, so do you give I think. A, do, you, do you give a, do you, <laughs> just guess how old Soldado is. You just throw me under the bus there. Um, do you give them any chance of beating United? I, I think it's going to be super tough. But as Diego Martinez, their um, uh, coach said, who was the assistant to Unai Emery when he was so successful at Sevilla, so he's got some sort of Europa League pedigree of, of, of sorts. He said, well, no one would have believed we'd get into Europe. No mm. one would have believed... We get to the the quarterfinals. I wonder if how much they've got left in the tank. Yeah, um, uh, that, that's that's the issue. Who's going to play in goal tonight for United, Pete? Because um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's relationship with David de Gea is I don't know. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit awkward. He obviously went home when was it a few weeks ago to um, see the birth of his child, and since then um, I don't know if he's been in the team since then actually. And Dean Henderson has played most of the games and he's been doing all right, hasn't he? So what do you think? It's it's been a wonderful situation for the manager, hasn't it? Mm. So he doesn't have to make the hard decision. He's been... He's been patchy for a very, very, very long time now. It, this is into the years now, surely. I'm, I'm fairly certain in saying that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he could do do with a move, do with just getting out of Man United because he's not having a nice time, is he? What, what the issue is, Pete, he's kind of unsellable because yeah. he's on such enormous wages, particularly in the, the current environment. And, yeah, you look at like like that... The obvious spot straight away would be Real Madrid. They've got Courtois, who's maybe having the season of his life, and mm. is is just at that that right spot. And if the, if they were going to spend any money, it wouldn't be on him. No. Mm. On the competition between Henderson and De Gea in between the sticks at United, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said, "I know it's something that will create headlines and fish and chip." Paper. And there was I thinking, I, I, I brought this pod down with retro references. <laughs> the last time I had fish and chips was probably about two months ago. I need to have fish and chips soon. That's get, actually get, ages. Get fish and chips. That's Let's ages. get some in. It's Friday tomorrow. Fish and chip Friday. Yeah, That's fair. a bit of an English tradition, isn't it? Well, yeah, it was yeah, in my house anyway, yes. fish and chip Friday. Um, but they don't serve it in newspaper. When was the last time you got it in newspaper? Uh, to be fair, I, I've had it in newspaper have quite you? recently, yeah. But I then they d- then they don't take card the, the fish up. <laughs> something, something going on there. <laughs> Reheated from 1987. Uh, it's a it's a good fish and chip shop, mine though. But it it's a, it does come in just normal brown paper. 
Not yeah. a woman, the, there, was, there was a woman who sort of burst into the fish and chip shop uh, a couple of weeks ago when I last had fish and chips. When I had fish and chips. And, they, mm. and she said, I love this place. You make the best fish and chips. But then when asked whether she wanted salt and vinegar on her chips and fish, she said no. So I don't trust what? her. I don't trust I don't her trust opinion her about anything. No. Rubbish. I literally have so much vinegar in, <laughs> on my chips. It is like swimming. Oh, it, it is swimming. Vinegar. Like the, the, the fish is like going, I thought I had to skip the sea. <laughs> But I'm back the, in the, the brain amount depths. Of, the amount of vinegar in mine is like it burns your eyeballs when you open <laughs> the Like that is how much vinegar is on mine. Anyway, it's not a real fish and chip shop, is it? Unless it has one of those sort of plastic buckets of um, pickled eggs. Yeah. Oh, no one ever eats. <laughs> Although if you notice on the label... It says pickled eggs in big letters. And at the bottom, as my French friend pointed out to me when he was staying over here, it says at the bottom... Um, Warning, contains pickled egg. <laughs> I'm that also, should be on everything, every food. <laughs> I'm one of those weird people who doesn't order fish and chips from a fish and chip place as well. What do you order? I like order. a battered sausage in a... Battered, battered sausage, sausage, yeah. I love a battered sausage. I love sausage. a battered sausage. It's Decent. an English classic. Massive. Uh, battered sausage and chips or scampi and chips for me. Oh, yeah, okay. Love a scampi. Interesting. Underrated. Ever so posh. Uh, no, underrated. I don't think that's posh. I think underrated. that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like? Did you ever have scraps at school? Um, no, but my dad, being from up north in Borough, yeah. told me about scraps, and just it's like a like, proper tradition, I mean, isn't it? Imagine the in the eighties, <laughs> even in the nineties, like the the the, the dinner lady, the, the the cook would just put their hand in the batter and flick their hands into the hot oil and then just serve that batter up as part of a child's nutritious I meal. That. That is do you want scraps? I think I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm they are delicious. They I could, are I could delicious. see David De Gea doing that with his gloves on. <laughs> You'd need a thick goalkeeper glove to attempt yeah. that, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Um, also tonight, Arsenal against Slavia Prague. Um Look, this will be this will be quite a good tie, I think, Andy. Well, I don't want to think ahead too far. This is the problem when you have the quarterfinal, semi-final, and obviously final for admin purposes draw at the same time. Is that already? I can't think about this game. I'm thinking about them facing Emery. Yeah, Villarreal in, in, yeah. The, in the semi-final. It feels inevitable, but. You know, Arsenal will find a way to poison the well, won't they? <laughs> well, Arsenal legend Manu Petit um, hasn't been holding back on his criticism of the club he used to play for. He's urged Arteta to clear out half the dressing room, calling Arsenal a retreat club, somewhere you go for vacation. <laughs> wow. I mean, I know a lot not, of players... Not incorrect, do, is it really? <laughs> they do like London, these, these lads, don't they? But that's not the only reason. I still think that Arsenal is still considered a big six club, even though... They haven't been in the big six this season. Yeah, I guess Arsenal, the, the criticism levelled at Arsenal at the moment are that they are a retro um, apparel store with a football club connected to it. As <laughs> and, and obviously, Emmanuel Petit had, had had a lot to do with the kind of like the stylish kind of 90s um, culture, I suppose, when it came to looking great in a in an Arsenal top. So, so it's yeah. all his fault. It's all his fault, basically. Well, he, yes. he blamed his uh, ex-girlfriend for moving away. So he's, <laughs> I'm going to throw him under the bus, quite he's, frankly. He does sound a bit emotional at the moment. Um, he was saying, I try not to get emotional anymore when I look at Arsenal. I try and look at them like a normal team. I have to tell myself, don't expect anything special from them today. He's got to like, bring himself down before he watches an Arsenal game. That's sad. <laughs> that is sad, Andy. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking stuff. Um, all right, well, 
enjoy the Europa League games tonight. There should be a, a few decent matches kicking off later. Before we go, just a reminder, there's a brand new episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Ready. It is out now, and I tell you what, it's a must listen. This week, Melissa heard the stories of some amazing women across football, reporters like Bianca Westwood and Julia Stewart, Alexis Nunez, as well as some fans as well about their experiences of harassment and discrimination. Um, it really is worth a listen. Some really interesting stories in there to give you a bit of an insight as well. So search Between the Lines in your podcast app to give it a listen. Yeah, it's amazing. You, yeah, it's mm-hmm. meant to be good. Andy, you've already listened to it, haven't you? Yeah, I have. It's I'm going to well give it a listen it. on the way home now. So uh, get that in your ear holes. Um, we'll see you very soon. Pete, Andy been a pleasure guys thanks for listening on tomorrow's show marcus luke and andy you'll be back then we'll see you soon this was a stakhanov production and part of the acast creative network